Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Thanks so much for coming to Garajav to preach the message. This is church... This is church we've been talking about. This is church. How, how do we as a movement accelerate and not stop so that we reach more people? Amen. One of these days I'm going to invite you to a, a very critical meeting. So get ready for it. When, when, when you hear about it, please come. Yeah, because God has put something in our hearts which will only be accomplished by us working together. So, because there are five, about 580 town councils in Uganda. No, 580? Yeah. 585 town councils. That's without the municipalities and cities. And I think we need the Worship Harvest Church in each of those town councils. Yeah. And I believe that the people who are going to do it are the ones listening to me. Yeah, you have always wanted God to call you. Now he's calling. My goodness. Yeah. Woo! So this is church. And this, this is our episode five. I want us to talk about the recruitment and recognition of pillars. Pillars. And we are saying a successful church must have pillars who are recognized. You must recruit and recognize pillars at every level. Am I making sense? Now you're thinking, hey, really? What? Yeah. So for example, here at Worship Harvest, if you are running a mission or community, you need to have pillars called huddle leaders. Without huddle leaders, your mission or community is amorphous. It's like an amoeba with only one, one thing in the cell. It's just there, there. Yeah. When you get a fever, the whole mission community has a fever. No meeting, no frontier, no evangelism. Why? The leader got a fever but doesn't have pillars who sustain the mission community. Amen. If you're a cohort shepherd, your pillars are your mission community leaders. Your cohort can't succeed without those people. So you have to treat them like with respect and honor because they are very, very critical. Amen. Yeah, so in your cohort, Shepherd, your success is the mission of community leader's success. And if you're a location pastor, your pillars are your cohort shepherds or slash and Zono pastors. Those are the pillars. Here at Worship of Esnalia, those are the Amokos. Yay! When I shout names, you, we are saying we are recognizing and honoring. I'll try again. The Amokos. Yay! 
the Mahandes. The Sebombos. <laughs> the Nuwagavas. <laughs> and the Wakwakers. <laughs> so far, so far, more pillars are coming. Those are our zonal pastors, and then they have the cohort shepherds. I see a lot of the cohort shepherds here. Uh, I, I, in Lusoga, they say, by some I can agansi. That sounds like an English word, actually. Yeah, so you can just mix it. Like, I see in Yukagans. And when you are, uh, uh, so that's if you're a location pastor, those are your pillars. Now, at Worship Harvest, we also have cluster leaders. These are people who lead groups of locations. And those people, their pillars are the location pastors of their clusters. Am I making sense? Yeah, that's how it works. That's how you should organize whatever you do, including your business. Yeah. And then, Pastor, uh, no, those, let me tell you about the cluster leaders properly because, so we have the, Oculos of the peculiar cluster. We have the Senyonjos of the multiplier cluster. Eh, all the cluster names are scary. We have the Ansubugas of the Trailblazers cluster. We have the Biermanzis of the High Flyers cluster. Mama, mama. And then here at Worship Avesnalia, people thought you're too big, so you need to continue being your own cluster. So the Mukisa, anyway, it's Pastor Ari. Pastor Ari of Worship Avesnalia cluster. Yeah, those who are, if you are listening to us on radio or watching us on TV and you're wondering what all the noise is, here we are excited. We figured out that a third of the kingdom is joy. So you might be there looking at us saying, is this, is this real? Is it genuine? Did they serve drinks before? No, it's just joy. Joy. Yeah. So those are the pillars. And then Pastor Ari and I, we lead the church. And our pillars... Now, I said pillars, not pillar. Just see why you look at Pillars are the cluster leaders for now. Pillar and pillar are different things. Just to clarify. Yeah. And then what? Acts chapter 1, verses 20, 15 to 26. It's a long text which we are going to start with. So those who, who like to read, all of us, we're going to read it quickly. By the way, I want to really thank many of you who have been hiding for coming out so that we start getting some warmth into the nine o'clock service since we have so many people with us not present that is those who are present need to yeah? so now even the noise is good right yeah Otherwise, some people are listening and they are hearing echoes They're like is he alone 
Verse 15, together. And in those days, uh -huh, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of the names was about 120. And said, men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered with us and obtained a part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle of, and all his entrails gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem. So that the field is called in their own language, Akel Dama. That is field of blood. Now I know there are some people who read this, and they're like, Lord, I wish you would fulfill that in some of the countries where people purchase things with the wages of iniquity called corruption. Anyway, let's continue. For it is written in the book of Psalms, <laughs> let his dwelling be desolate and let no one live in it and let another take his office. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John, to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justus, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. This is a, a, a quite an innocent-looking scripture, but it is loaded with a lot of wisdom. Now, remember, we are talking about prayer last week. Yeah, they prayed for 10 days in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit came. Now, as it were, they were, they, they were not like praying every hour non-stop. They, they stopped and dealt with things, including this one. But from the scripture record we see that the moment they started praying, and I have a pen. I keep forgetting something, so if I don't write it down. The moment they started what? Praying, the first order of business they dealt with was what? Replace Judas. Yeah, like they started praying, praying, praying. I was like, Peter stood and said, oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. We cannot have the Holy Spirit find disorder here when he finally is poured out. Let's first reorganize ourselves. There is a missing pillar. Now, it's not that there were no people. There were 120 people. But they didn't want to make an assumption as to who the 12th person was going to be. So Peter said, no, 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 no. Before we proceed, before we see all the miracles and the growth and the what, let's organize ourselves. There is a 12th pillar missing. Let's replace it. You know, even in engineering and architecture, that's important. The strength of your pillars will determine how, how high and how far you can go with your building. Am I making sense? Yeah. 
So they stopped and first replaced a missing pillar. Then they said, okay, now let's continue praying until the Holy Spirit comes. Isn't that quite mind, it's, it's quite revealing, isn't it? Yeah? Yeah. What? They stopped. They said, no, let's not just go on. So even for you in your missional community, you need to stop and say, wait a minute, there are many of us here. We need to stop and recognize. Amen. I've seen the Mugeros over there. I think they are safe still. Yeah. Yeah. Like they look like the most recent Bagol even when they are not. <laughs> Something is happening. My God. Yeah. Some of you know Karen or Karen, my friend and niece. She's been with us all, and she's been serving here. So when you stop seeing her, she's going to school tomorrow. So we bless you. We send you. Just go and shake that nation like this. Yeah. So pillars, they, they, they had to stop. Amen. Now here, even though this is not what we are talking about, there is something to learn. Let his dwelling be desolate and let no one live in it. Let another take his office. This is what David wrote. Prophetically. In other words, the word of God had gone forth and someone had to fulfill it. I'm reminded of what we learned here when the pastor of Lighthouse came. He said, be careful what scripture you fulfill because the word of God must be fulfilled. The good, the bad, and the ugly, it all has to be fulfilled. Now, it's a matter of which part you choose to fulfill. So Judas fulfilled a very bad scripture. Jesus even said it was better if he was not born. I, I have been studying a bit and I've discovered that in every environment of greatness there is a Judas. Yeah, starting in heaven there was Lucifer. Even before the earth was created, Lucifer tried to challenge the authority of God. Every time God is doing something important, it's a spirit. It's a spiritual condition that exists in the earth that the devil will always be looking for a person who can fulfill the Judas principle everywhere. Just be careful not to be that person. Here's the thing. People make the assumption that God chose Judas to be the one. No, he didn't. The, the principle had to be fulfilled, but someone had to offer themselves to fulfill the principle. And the person who offered themselves was Judas. It's a bit like if you live somewhere and there are 12 musical houses, and one of them is yours, and you all live during the day and go to work and then thieves come and they are trying to figure out which one should we steal from you know they don't have discernment to know which one to steal from do you know what they do they just try out all the doors and the one who didn't lock their door the one they open is open that's the one 
The thieves didn't choose the house. The owner of the house. chose to be the one who fulfills the thief's mission by not locking. I'm teaching better than you're listening. Yeah. It's not that God was like, about which unfortunate one is going to betray my son here. No. The devil came and started knocking on hearts. And Judas was found worthy. Do you know what made him worthy? Let me tell you. This principle is very simple. Of all the 12 apostles, it's Judas who did not appreciate who Jesus really was as the son of God. Can I give you a couple of evidences? One, he was the treasurer. He kept the money box. And he was stealing from it. Like, like, how can, unless you totally don't believe that this is the son of God. The one who told Nathaniel, I saw you when you are under the tree. How, how can you steal from Jesus? You somehow think he doesn't know. Like you have to be convinced that he doesn't know for you to steal from him. You have to be convinced that he's not who he says he is so I can actually steal his money. Do you want evidence too? When Mary broke the alabaster box of, of, of perfume worth a year's wages. So just calculate all your annual income, put it in a bottle and try and break it and pour it on someone's feet. That's what she did. Judah said, mm, why are we wasting money here? This money could have been given to the poor. Judas did not believe that Jesus deserved that kind of treatment because he didn't think he was a son of God. So he opened his heart up to be used by the devil because he disrespected and dishonored Jesus. Look, if you were the devil and you serve a person who created the universe the way we know it right now, how can it even cross your mind that you can challenge his authority? Like there has to be something missing in your own revelation of who the person is. Am I making sense? So you can start looking around your own office and, and yeah. like someone starts a business. They go through all the hell, heaven, and high water to create the business. Then they give you a job. You, you don't know what starting a business is. They give you a job. You are an employee. And then you come and start gathering all the other employees to mama and complain. And you are just a Judas. You, you, this might not be your second name, but you, now I'm telling you. I'm telling you under what spirit you're operating. Yeah, Judas is always disgruntled. It doesn't matter what they do for you. You, don't, you can never recognize that this person gave me a job. You are even be a child in a family and you're the one who cause your siblings to start murmuring against your parents. You're like, this person produced me. Yeah. Be careful what scripture you fulfill. Because Judas fulfilled the wrong one. And yet all scripture must be what? Fulfilled. 
Jesus said, my, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So that was a little heavy, yeah? but revealing. Yeah, so now you know how to conduct yourself. Can I give you a clue? Be very careful every time you are in the presence of greatness because things can happen to your heart. Good things and bad things depending on your perception. Okay. Quickly moving on. Verse 21 says, Therefore, verse 21, Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, from the, the baptism of John until his resurrection. Wow. Pillars have to be people who have been there for some time. Yeah, it can't be recent arrivals. Can't be someone shows up and they're speaking Jamaican English or something and then you're like, the anointed of the Lord, you are in charge. No. You must have tested their, them. They must have been around for some time. Right? Yeah. Business people here, they know you don't sell, don't give shares to recent, yeah, recent, whatever, employees. These people who have served over time, like, you know what? You can be a partaker of this business. So that it had to be someone who has been there for a long time. But, you know, remarkable as that is, there is something even more remarkable. Can I share it with you? They should have stayed with the mission even when they were not appointed to a higher position. Huh? You see, Jesus had many disciples. Many people think Jesus had 12 disciples. No, that's wrong. Just like many people think there were three wise men. No, that's wrong. They brought three gifts, but they were not three men. On three camels. Are there people? Why do I feel like... <laughs> so Jesus had many disciples. That's why at one point he sent out 70 others also. Before him. That's why in the upper room there were 120 people. Because Jesus had many disciples. But the Bible says in Luke chapter 6 that from among his disciples he chose 12 and named them apostles. Now as you would imagine what happens in such scenarios, some of those who are not chosen, look, even among those who are chosen, they were competing. Some even recruited their mother to come and try and put them ahead in the queue. Those who were chosen. Now, imagine those who were not chosen. You think they all stuck around? No, some left. They're like, huh, they chose Peter. Okay, for us, we are out of here. Yeah. But these guys, the two that they presented, even when they were not chosen to be among the 12 apostles, from John, from the baptism of John, they stayed and they went through the crucifixion the, until the resurrection they were still all the way upper room they were there in the upper room <clears throat> yeah from when Jesus was baptized 
to when he ascended, these men stayed with the mission even when they were not recognized. That's what made them choosable. If your whole life is built around advantage, seeking advantage, God can't use you greatly. Yeah. There are people who are just always seeking advantage. I'm not saying you shouldn't move from one job to another, but sometimes we move too quickly because of advantage. And so we can't be established. You can't live as a hunter the whole time. Get a farmer's paradigm. Become a, 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 a person who sacrifices your life for others. God sees those things. God sees those things. It's quietness, Presbyterian church this morning. So they, they chose them. They chose one of them. And you think the one that wasn't chosen also left? Who was chosen? Matthias. And the other one was Joseph. Joseph has left the group. Why? He wasn't chosen as a hard leader. <laughs> Why do I feel like some people have experienced this real time? Yeah. You know, if you look at a person like Pastor Angela, she has been serving in this church for a long time. At one point, she was the admin. We worked on the two of us in the office. She was the admin, I was the pastor. There was only two staff positions. Now she's a cluster leader. It's amazing. Yeah. Some people will walk in one Sunday, the next Sunday they want to preach. Are we even going to finish this sermon? <laughs> we are talking about what? Pillars. Paul writes in Galatians 2.9 and says, And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas a right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles. They were pillars. These guys were pillars. So they were replacing a pillar. Now, this is not like in the Bible, just from natural observation. Characteristics of pillars. The advantage we have here at Worship Harvest Nalia where we are having the meeting is that there are pillars. You can see them, some of them. Now, here is a thing. You don't see most of the pillars in this building. You only see a few. Most of them are invisible. They are hidden in walls. Characteristics of pillars. They are constant and consistent. Yeah. If you want to be a pillar, I'm telling you what you're going to become. As a huddle leader, as a missional leader, as a cohort shepherd, as a zonal pastor, as a location pastor, as a cluster leader. Constant and consistent. No, you don't see that, that thing dancing around. You see that column? Is it dancing? Huh? Even here in front, I hope the camera people can follow me. Huh? Every 
Sunday when you come. It is here in the same place with amazing levels of what? Consistence and constance. If you are the kind of, eh, eh, what? They can't find you. You can't be a pillar. Yeah. True or not true? They are constant and they are consistent. You just have to, you can, you can never be here one day and you say, what if I ever look there and it's not there? No. <laughs> are there people in your mission or community where when you look, they are not there? Yeah. When you say we have an MC meeting, when you look, they are not there. Yeah. When you have a Zoom call, when you look, they are not there. Yeah. I had not seen that Pastor Dennis and uh, Eve Okumu from Wachipavest Arua are in the house. Yeah. Let's welcome them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Pillars are what? Constant. And they are consistent. Every time you look, they are there. You know these guys, the clothes, the Yemans is there. They are constant. When I say we are fundraising for anything, they are going to be among the top givers in anything. Yeah, they give more than all of you both their lives, their time, and their money. I just want you to know it. They give more than all of you. That's why God has used them mightily. Yeah. Some of you, you give token. You give God like the balance of the balance. You first take off and then there's balance. Then of the balance, you, eh, of this balance, how much? You know? you know how some of you, when you go out and eat, and the bill is like 207,000. Okay, 207, yeah? Then you give 200, and, okay, two, let's say the bill is 204. You give, but you don't have 4K, so you give 210,000. Then the, 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 the waitress brings what? 6,000. Now, of the 6,000, which is the balance when you are going to give a tip? You don't even give the six thousand. Yeah, ideally, if 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 you eat food of two hundred thousand and they give you balance of six thousand, to give a tip you should be adding, you should be topping up. But now you live and say, do you have change? So that you give like. 1,500 shillings. Yeah. The balance of that? Balance. That's how some people give God. God, the, the one who makes them breathe in and out when they are asleep at night and they are not in charge. And somehow they wake up in the morning and the thing has been working the whole night while you are asleep. You were breathing, it was digesting. What didn't they say? Now let's give to God. Then you're like, Do you have change? You can never become a pillar if that's how you give. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, thank God you have a pastor who doesn't lie to you. I'll tell you the truth. 
they, 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 so they are constant constant. They carry a lot of weight. That's the second point. I think I gave the example before that point. They carry weight. And like, what needs to be done? I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. I'll, they carry weight. They, they are. They are. Mm. Do you have those people in your cohort? Eh? You have them. You have them at your location. Do you have them in your MC? They carry weight. Yeah. Some people, they can't even bring a snack to share when they come for the MC meeting. For them, they feel that God has ordained them to eat everyone else's food, but to contribute nothing. Those can't be pillars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. They can't, eh? They what? They pack even what is left. They can't even suspect. Maybe the hosts should remain with what is left. No. They pack. They, they be like, eh? what? We did finish the food. They pack it. Pack, pack. And they brought nothing, but they go with something. Everything. My God. And then they can even testify about it. They feel the Lord has blessed me. The Lord has blessed me. No, you're playing it. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Pillars, they carry weight. Macabre. Yeah. Are you liking this message? The reason people are liking this message is because most of the people here are pillars. And it's, if, if, yeah, yeah, some people are just quiet because they're being touched. You know the third thing about pillars? They are hard. They are strong. They are strong people. They have spiritual stamina. Yeah. When you meet them, you can suspect that they don't have any problems. Yeah. You, do you see that thing making noise about all the weight that's on? Look up there, there, there are like five other floors. If you have never been there, you should go and take a tour. You go up the steps until you feel like your heart is out of your chest. Yeah, this thing, it's carrying many floors, many. Yeah, and the ones back there, eight floors. But never, do you find a, <laughs> no. <laughs> They're just quiet, quietly carrying their weight because they are strong. They get attacked by sickness. They are strong. They get accused falsely by the brethren. They still show up, they grab the mic, they sing, they preach, they give, they counsel, they pray, they fast. You would think they don't have problems. No. Strength. They're just strong. Not pillars. Right? Uh, there are people. That's the fourth. What about the third? Okay, the fourth. They are 
mostly unglamorous and even ignored. When was the last time you walked through this building and just appreciated all the pillars? You're like, oh, pillar. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can we be friends? Have you ever done that? No, you just pass the thing. It's doing its work. Let's move on. Yeah. But when they switch on the lights, you'll be like, wow. You guys, can you just make these lights move a little bit for me? Is there anyone there who knows how to do it? Yeah? Do some magic. Yeah, properly, you see? Just bedazzle you. Yeah. Wow, things shifting around. Yeah, even when you come, you're like, oh, wow, the lights, the lights. Pillars, no one notices. And my friend, thank God they are like that. If they all came around saying, we also want to be recognized, no way. They are mostly unglamorous and even ignored. And a lot of them are hidden in walls, so you can't even see them, that they are there. Right? They are quiet most of the time. That's the fifth. That's the fifth. Number six, they are planted. You see, each of those pillars eh, goes all the way to something called a, a pad foundation, a base. Yeah, let me teach you something about building. When we were building that other side, when we were doing the bases, the bases were three meters by three meters by one meter deep of concrete. Those who live in some rooms which are small, that's your whole bedroom, then a third of the way, concrete, reinforced concrete. One base, you know, one base, it swallowed 100 bags of cement. Eh. When they told me, I was like, I need the calculations. Yeah. Like, no, you can't just sink 100 bags of cement in a hole there and what it's a, I'm like, give me the calculations. They gave me the calculations. It was true. 98 bags before the, the what? The, the, the starter column, which now swallows so that there are more than 100. They are rooted. You're not wondering whether they belong to worship harvest or not. You're not wondering whether they are saved or not. You're not wondering whether they are in the world or not. They are rooted. Yeah, you just can't come and say, let's remove it and take it somewhere. Whoopee. They are, they are there. They'll never go away. Those are pillars. Can I give you one last one? Yeah. They work together. Yeah. They work together. You see, this pillar is not trying to fight this other pillar. Over what? No, they work together. They know they need each other to sustain the building. They don't have those things. You go my way. No. Those are not pillars. That's paint. Mm. 
or, or plastering. Yeah, the real pillars, they carry the weight together. There is weight distribution. So they work like a system. Amen. Acts 2.14. Acts 2.14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. When they told, they accused them of being drunk. Peter did what? Stood up where? With the eleven. I, stick with me. Stick with me. I'm demonstrating something to you. Remember they were in the upper room, right? I want to imagine that the upper room was actually upstairs. I think it makes sense to think like that. And how did Peter talk to the crowd? There must have been some sort of balcony. I don't think they were still locked up in the room, just whispering through the, the window. They must have walked onto the balcony. And the Bible says, Peter standing up with the 11. When Peter stood up to address the crowd, all the 11 stood up with him. Yeah. John wasn't like, oh, he always likes to talk. Me, let me sit down here and he does his thing. Are there people? Yeah. James wasn't like, who appointed you to be the speaker? Bartholomew and who? Thomas. They were not playing cards while Peter was addressing the crowd. Warning. <laughs> Card. No. While who else was there? Andrew and who? And Judas, the one that was not Iscariot. They were playing Ludo while Peter was trying to address the crowd. They didn't even sit down. They stood as if they were addressing the crowd themselves, but just standing with Peter. That's the value of pillars. The day you are accused, look, the only way to avoid the accusation is to do nothing great. Yeah. I can guarantee you, if you ever do anything great, you will be accused. A-C-C-U-S-E-D. And there had better be some people who say, whether he's right, whether he's wrong, we are here. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because whether he's right, whether he's wrong, you're wrong. church can't operate without those people. They are there. Yeah. Everywhere I go to preach, these people come. They've already heard the sermon like 80 times. You, you have heard it once, but they are there. I'm invited. Well, once they know about it, they are there. The other day we went to minister in Gaba Community Church. Three days all these leaders came and they brought their disciples with them. We made so much noise, their Gaba people felt like they, they couldn't take our excitement. We left them with a spirit of joy. Yeah. If you, if you want to be a pillar, never let your leader go by themselves. 
at whatever level. If you are a member of an MC, you go with your leader. Never let your MC leader go on evangelism by themselves. Because Peter was evangelizing. It's not why you have little results. You're letting the leaders be subject to all those attacks by themselves. You have to stand together. I'm, I'm teaching you something. If you want to be obedient and to be used by God, you can't be indifferent. You can't tell me, and let me sit, I'm not done talking. That's indifference. Yeah. If you're an MC leader, never miss your cohort leaders, whatever. But mommy and mama are also busy. No. You see, all these people, they are busy. They are busier than all of you. But they are there for everything. We go to Mukono, whatever, whatever. Victory night is in Mukono. They are all there with their disciples. When Gaba, they are all there. Whatever. They are there. Because they know the value of working together as pillars. Are you there? We're out of time. But we still have 17 minutes on radio and TV. So can I use them? Because I'm going to show you a pattern. Are you ready for a pattern? Acts 2, 42 to 47 about the pillars. Now, I've told you the importance of pillars, how they behave and how you can become a pillar at whatever level, including in the business where you are employed. You can become a pillar. Or in this church, at whatever level. It's not about I told you the pillars are not just the leaders at the top. It's at every level there must be pillars. And if you're leading and you're leading alone and you haven't recruited pillars, you need to recruit pillars. They will not recruit themselves. Leaders don't appoint themselves. They are appointed by someone. And that someone is you. So stop doing everything. Leadership by definition means being stuck without other people's involvement. Like it can't happen without them. Because you've chosen to do it with them as opposed to doing it alone. Makes sense. Now I want to show you a pattern of what happens when people recognize and honor pillars in any environment, whether church, home, family, business. I want you to know what happens. Do you know that even in your extended family, there are pillars and you probably have been ignoring them. You think you are the pillar? <laughs> Uh, you gain wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Gain wisdom. Acts 2, 42 47. And they continued steadfastly. Are you there? In the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Okay? First, stop there. Can you give me that verse in. Uh, NIV and then the Passion Translation even the amount of time it will be helpful to read it in those versions because once you, you see it then the other ones I will not elaborate I will just run through make sense? okay uh -huh, together 
every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. Hey! Are you seeing? That's the action. I'm going to show you the results later. Do you have NIV? Okay, no NIV. Give me back KJV. NKJV rather. You see? Faithfully devoted. Okay. So he says they what? Con- <coughs> I'm now showing you how the church can grow. I'm showing you how the business can grow. I'm showing you how the family can become strong. What do they do? They, what's the first word there? What's the, uh, what's the first word? Continued. How? Steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. One of the things you have to do is to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. To listen to them, to their teaching, and embrace their way of life. And the beliefs that they have come to believe about God. That's doctrine. Now, you can't get doctrine without teaching. He he said there that they were faithfully devoted to the apostles' teaching. Now, if you are in worship harvest, it means you must be faithfully devoted to my teaching. Yeah. And that is going to rub you two possible ways. (laughs) Either offense or Oh, okay. And where can we find them? Everywhere online, they are there. All these YouTube, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, podcasts. What? Yeah. There are some people who decided to do it. I don't know what inspired them, but they decided to do it. They decided to go and listen to all my messages from after they found out. And then they started seeing things in their own lives happen. They were like, what? Yeah. A lot of the pastors, their locations were not growing, Bambi, 50 people, 60. You go from 50 to 60 in one year. Yeah, one of them has laughed loudly. <laughs> then they recognized what this thing, how it works. They started listening. They are now doing 600 in like one year after. It is a spiritual principle. You see, even me, because I'm the leader, I have to find other people who lead me. So I listen to other people like Bishop Doug every day. And once, when I started doing that, this church just jumped. Everything multiplied by three in, in less than a year. Didn't I tell you that our attendance is now like 9,000? It used to be 3,000, 3, 3, 5 in a year ago. Everything has accelerated when I committed to listening to people that I believe God has sent to me as apostolic leaders to me. They may not know it, but me, I know it. So you also have yours, and yours is here. Yeah. 
It doesn't mean you can't listen to other ministers. No, that's not. Look, we have some sort of something between our ears, right? That works. Yeah. It, does, it just means you know where your priorities are because if, if you listen more to someone else than me, you're going to struggle to be effective in this church because you'll be picking another spirit and try to bring it here. And you'll always be in contention with what we are trying to do. Uh, okay. Ha, ha, ha. You have understood. They continued steadfastly. They were faithfully devoted. Yeah. I'm faithfully devoted to my wife. That eliminates all other women. Makes sense? Yeah. If you see me having tea with someone else a lot more, you'll be like, can we talk? What's going on? Why are you buying that person clothes? Shuka, bro. <laughs> now, I, 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 I'm here to show you a pattern. You people. Uh, me so the first thing is devotion to teaching and doctrine. What are the core doctrines here at Worship Abbey? Grace. Yeah, you can't come in and tell people that they have to perform their way to being loved by God. You are in another spirit, my friend. Here we believe that God loves us from until eternity. Yeah. We might be stupid and idiotic, but he still loves us. We can make wrong decisions. We can hurt ourselves. We can hurt others. It never stops his love. We believe that. Secondly, here we believe in discipleship. We believe that discipleship is the dominant strategy. It's the thing Jesus gave us to the church to exercise dominion on earth. So you start discipling people and seeking to be discipled yourself by joining a missional community. Here we believe in church planting. We believe that God has not called us to have a good time here by ourselves when there are multitudes perishing out there. That's why I told you I'm going to one of these days invite you to a very important meeting that's going to change your life forever. Am I making sense? Yeah, here we believe in generosity. We believe that there is resources that God has given to us for his kingdom, for his glory. So we are not stingy. We don't hold on to money. We rule money. Money doesn't rule us. Yeah. So when you walk in and you think that money is the most important thing that ever happened to you, don't come near me. Yeah. That's why I teach you to have a lot of it so that you can rule it. Okay. I'll continue. So you, well, that's one. But then verse 43 says something that happened. I'm giving you a pattern, right? What, are, what does it say? Then fear came upon every soul, uh -huh, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. That's the next thing that happens. Once people continue the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, what happens? Fear comes. Not unhealthy dread, no. Oh, of, wow, God, you're wonderful. And then what happens? Signs and wonders start breaking out. I think that we have had more miracles recorded and reported in worship service in the last six months than in all of the existence of the church in my memory. Yeah. 
So the result is what? Signs and wonders. So, so basically what I'm saying is this, yeah? yeah? Just so you don't get it wrong. There has to be a way in which you treat the pillars with honor. And continuing in their doctrine and fellowship is one of that. It's just an expression of we think you are called by God, we think that God uses you, and we want to hear what God is saying through you. And then the next thing is what? A good, holy fear comes upon the people. And then God starts to perform miracles through those people, those pillars. Now, the last thing that happens, there's a lot of other things that happen there, but take me to verse 47. Verse 47, verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Huh? And what happens next? And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. That's the end result. The end result is growth and multiplication. We have seen it in this church in the last seven months. It's, I think it's now eight months. From September last year to now. Even if you try to, try to explain this growth, we can't explain it. Apart from the fact that we realized that there were things we were not doing right in how we relate to one another and the word of God. And when we changed those things, we are seeing now what we see. Some were offended and left. We're praying that they will come back. <laughs> Some were offended because people call me apostle. Mosaic. Yeah. Mosaic. Look. You, you can call me Mose. I am not offended. In fact, I'm more comfortable with that. But you will get the Mose's reward. You will not get the apostle's reward. Yeah. He who receives the prophet in the name of that prophet receives the prophet's reward. Yeah. If you receive me as your friend, all you're going to get is friendship. Yeah. Now you get into a crisis and you need a miracle. You can't come to me. I'm your friend. I'm not your apostle. Go find your apostle to do it for you. Yeah. yeah. Don't treat me like a friend and then expect me to perform an, a duty of not a friend. If you treat me as a friend, I will perform the friend's duty. If you receive me as an apostle, then I have the responsibility and the anointing for apostleship to you. That's how it works. If you have a friend and they're a doctor and you treat them as a friend, not as a doctor, they give you a prescription. They tell you the medicine to take. Yeah, now a camera. I don't eat those medicines. You're going to die of your sickness. Well, you have a person who could have treated you. Why? You did not receive them as a doctor. You received them as a friend. Now, when your friend is a doctor and you go to their clinic, you don't have an opinion. They are the doctor. How many times? Dr. Kulo is our friend. But when we send him, he's also our telephone doctor. When he sends a message, buy this, 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 we don't go be like, are you sure? No. We just go buy it and take it exactly how he has prescribed it. We don't be like, but we are your class, your, your leaders. Are you, are you insane? Does anyone ever do that? No, it's the doctor. So I got to You want Moses for a friend, but you have apostolic needs that can only be met by apostolic authority. 
It can't work. So you choose what you have. I think. So the end result was what? Daily. Our time is out. Now, Acts 5. Hmm? Yeah, Acts 5. Ananias and Sapphira, remember that, guys? They are both dead, unfortunately. Everyone is grieving, including God. And everyone. And what does, you see, this is, what, this is the result. Great fear came upon all the church and upon all of these things. And what happened? And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Yeah. When people realized that, eh, lying to Peter is as if lying to God. People, you, so and so, two people died lying to Peter. Eh. What happened next? Signs and wonders. And they were all in none accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And what happened next? And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Much so both men and women. First Thessalonians 5, 12 to 13, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. But be at peace among yourselves. What happens when you do that? It says, esteem them highly for their work's sake. What is their work? Their work is you. So for them to succeed, which is you to succeed, you have to esteem them highly. And a genuine pastor has no success if the people are failing. Unless they got into it for all the wrong reasons. Any genuine pastor's success is the success of the members. And says for the sake of the members' success, the members should esteem them very highly. Are you with me? Uh, okay. Let's do that for now, for today. Our time is up. Amen. Are you ready to recognize and receive pillars? Yes. Amen. So if you're an MC member, you need to esteem your huddle leaders and your mission or community leaders very high. Not highly, no. Very highly. If you're an mission or community leader, you need to esteem your cohort shepherd very highly. You might be richer than them, older than them, more experienced than them, but now you have to esteem them very highly. If you're a cohort shepherd, if you're a mission or community leader, if you're a zonal pastor, you have to esteem your location pastor very highly, even when you're taller than them. <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> In fact, the taller you are, the more highly you have to esteem them for. for true or not true? Yeah. Very highly. In order for the flow of the anointing. Because for things to flow, the things from which the thing flows must be higher than the thing from which the thing flows to. 
Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for this wonderful, wonderful people, both here physically and those online. Thank you because you have called us to something that even we ourselves are continuing to find, it, to find out. And we are willing to follow you, to work with you, to learn anew the ways in which you call us to treat one another. Where we've not esteemed very highly our leaders, we repent, Lord. And we, we are determined to change the culture. For the, not for their sake. No, no, no. For their work's sake. Not for their sake, but for our sake, those of us who are led. That we will receive that which you have positioned for us through them. We thank you. We bless you. May your name be praised. In Jesus' name. Amen. And we don't want to close this service without giving you opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you have not done that, uh, the highest authority everywhere, even in this church, is Jesus Christ. It's not men and women. And you must give your life to Jesus. So at your hosting center, at your location, even here at Worship Harvest Nalia, if you're in the house, if you want to make that decision, and I know you want to make, if you have never made that decision, today is the day. I just want you to put your right hand up wherever you are, at every hosting center, at every location, even here in the house, if you have not given your life to Jesus and you want to do that, I want to see your right hand up. Right hands, right hands. Okay, just straight, straight, straight. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Our time is short. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for giving new life to me. I receive it. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to teach me to live this new life. Take my life and do something significant with it. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, there's a number on your screen if you're watching or if you're here live. Uh, I want you to talk to some of the pastors who are here at the front. The number is 0775 Please reach out. We want to walk this journey with you. Amen. Amen. Our next service is only in 10 minutes. So thanks for your patience. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. God bless you so much. See you next Sunday. Luganda service is 11.15 upstairs. It will also be streamed so those who are hosting uh, hosting centers at 11.15 you can switch to Luganda if you have Luganda speakers in your midst I can hear the sound of a new generation thank you for listening to this teaching we hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series for more teachings and other resources visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.